0: Hi everyone, so Helen's <laughs> fantastic finding her script for the more we're going live. <laughs> the layout of this, this seminar this week is going to be mental. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Um, and welcome to the Bradcracker webinar. So this week we've been seeing another really busy week on Gradcracker. Um, and firstly, I'd like to bring to your attention a new area within the Career Centre. Now, this is called the Career Coach. The Career Coach features advice from a range of our employers. The advice covers many areas from doing your research, online testing, starting the job and career progression. I've got a new chair, everybody, so I really need to stop doing this. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm going to sit straight and, and not mess with my chair. Um, our colleague, just to go back to the careers, uh, the careers uh, section, um, our colleague Hannah has written a summary each for each of the topics covered and has put them together in a brand new ebook called How to Become an Alpha Candidate. And so make sure the career center is you can be found in the top menu. Make sure you go on after this webinar, check it out today and let us know your thoughts. So today, guys, we are joined by engineering consultancy Kundal. Really? Hello.
1: (laughs) Come on, guys, that's the
0: enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for this webinar. It's gonna be be a belter. We've got got a Geordie, that says it all. It's it's gonna be exciting.
1: Are you Um, through? Don't worry.
0: (laughs) Helen's gonna be on her best behavior. I um am. so we Helen, I'm going to start with you, my love. So okay. who is Kundal? What would you say? Who you are, what do you do?
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you've kind of stolen half my answer with the with the introduction. I mean, in a <laughs> nutshell, we are <laughs> we are engineering consultants. So um, you know, we we're more on like the, the multi-disc side. So obviously we initially started out as being sort building services, civil, structural, sustainability. Um, and we've obviously got a number of different specialisms within that as well. So acoustics, lighting, fire. So we basically like to say that we can do the entire sort of life cycle of any sort of building project. Um, established over sort of 40 years ago now um, and yeah. we are obviously we've got presence strongly in the UK and um, initially founded from sort of Newcastle Edinburgh and then obviously we've sort of expanded from there and um, so we have offices as far as sort of Australia Singapore and um, Hong Kong so we're, we've got quite a sort of a diverse mix we've got quite a few in, in Europe as well um, wow. and I guess our mission ultimately is to provide great opportunities for our people and um, create fantastic built environments and positively impact our communities so that is in a nutshell who Kundal
0: are. Thank you Helen and just from you mentioned that you know worldwide global Mm. company from a graduate's point of view from our audience Mm. uh, do they have um, the opportunity to go and work abroad as well as part of the graduate program and and after the graduate program?
1: Yeah it's probably one of the points that we I think we're we're quite proud of so I mean we've we've developed the graduate program over a number of years and it's something that the HR and L&D team have, have worked quite closely together on so um when we normally when we do the graduate assessment centers, we do like a bit of a presentation at the start just to sort of give you a bit of an insight in the graduate program. Um, and it tends to be around sort of the 18 month mark once you've been with us that we open up the graduate rotations. So from there, it is literally a case of so my colleague Lynn in the HR team, she tends to just extend an email out to the various international offices saying, you know, we've got so many grads this year do you have the capacity to to, to do like about like a six month rotation because we don't like to do it too short because you don't really get that much out of a couple of weeks here and there mm-hmm. so we tend yeah. to try and try and aim for around sort of a six month grad rotation so yeah you if you know if your passion is to go over to Singapore and have experience what it's like to work over there then that's something that we will heavily support because you know everything's different I think in a different country the culture is different the working mm-hmm. hours are different the projects are different you know so it's a fantastic opportunity that we always sort of try and try and plug whenever we whenever we do the graduate assessment centres you know so if it's something that you're interested in then we're fully supportive of.
0: Yeah and it's worth speaking up then at the, the assessment centre mm, the, definitely the, the ambitions and everything else brilliant 100%. Thank, thank you Helen and um, key achievements then, over the past couple of years what would you say are Kundal's key achievements and it could be you know projects that you've been working on or internal incentives that you've been running?
1: Yeah I mean I guess one that we'll probably touch on a little bit later anyway. I mean, we've got like sustainability, our sustainability achievements are probably, you know, out there really for us. I mean, it's it's something that drives the firm and drives a lot of the stuff that we do. But yeah. um, I know obviously we'll, we'll touch on a few li- as we as we go through. But aside from that, I think something that we're really proud of is the Kundal Diploma. So that's something that obviously we've internally created. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a programme that aims to sort of upskill and empower our people in, in sustainable design, you know, giving participants sort of the technical knowledge. Um, it's based the content itself was obviously been pulled together from various different individuals across the business you know so um and it's it's CPD accredited as well now so
0: yeah and
1: it's something that's not necessarily just open to our engineering disciplines it's something that our support staff can get involved in as well so mm-hmm. um it's a I think it's roughly about 13 modules in total and um, mm-hmm. so you know I think you have about sort of two months to do each each module and it's something that the graduates are automatically auto-enrolled on when when they join and um, mm-hmm. it's a good one to sort of tick off under the under the belt so that's something that I guess that we're I would say that we're really really are sort of proud of but then yeah I mean you could talk about projects I mean the lists are endless when it comes to the projects that they work on it's such a diverse area I mean I guess for for us at the minute the sort of data centres, critical systems is is massive. Yeah, I think it's one yeah. of our biggest sets, you know, biggest sectors that we're we're working on at the moment. Um, and admittedly i can't really go into too much detail about them because a lot of them are sort of quite confidential but obviously we've worked with some of the biggest tech companies in the world obviously including facebook um and then i think as we see more of a shift towards digital engineering that's obviously opening a lot more um diversity when it comes to the the projects and how we go about building those so things like you know stadiums roller courses olympic courses and things like that so um so yeah i guess in a nutshell that's that's probably some of the, the proudest areas that we've got over the past coming years but i mean i know I know, because Carla, I know you're going to ask me about sustainability. So obviously, one of the key <laughs> ones that we've had is obviously about the achievement of the net zero carbon accreditation. Which yeah. I think, with everything going on at the minute with the environment and the way things are turning out, especially the impact that the built environment has on that, it's something that we're really sort of proud to, to promote. So yeah. I won't say too much about it because I know that's going to follow on next. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, you're giving the game away! <laughs> <laughs> I had to be forewarned. I need to be reined in. Helen <laughs> definitely needs prepping. <laughs> so, so, the diploma that you've just mentioned what mm. what kind of what does that cover? Is it um like technical skills, soft skills? Give us a bit more of an idea about that.
1: It's a whole range of different skills. I think. I mean, I know one of the modules as well is um it's all based on like Sim City. But I mean, as much as I'm sitting here saying it, guys, you guys as a like, yeah so rookie and um, tim you, you guys are all sort of involved in it so if you want to pipe in and see what the sort of modules and stuff that you've been working on
2: yeah so i've completed it now um it's not like in between us completed it
3: um <laughs> yeah oh, it, they completed it
2: mate and i thought about it. <laughs> hey um yeah so uh, so uh i think we've I was part of the, so I was part of the 2018 intake. So we finished it last summer, I think, just before COVID, yeah. which means we missed the graduation, which was really sad. Aww. Yeah, it was a bit um, of a virtual graduation. I mean, normally yeah. the
1: highlights, because it's a bit of a normally group. We go
2: get yeah. food or drinks or whatever, but <laughs> yeah. get a bit rowdy. I know, got rowdy by myself in my room instead. <laughs> what
0: um, what things did you learn then? What what kind of modules did you cover off?
2: So, one of them was, I think, remember our first one was about uh, uh, sustainability in the building environment. So, especially like in Manchester, the whole skyline is just uh, skyscrapers. So, it's talking about how sustainability Im- impacts the built environment. So, things like embodied carbon, did a whole module on that, which is how much carbon, it's like how much carbon a building contains. So, how much what's the carbon imprint of maybe a footprint of like the bricks they use the windows they use how often can you change them out so say if something's longer lasting then it's got a better footprint than something that has to be changed every five years yeah. uh we also did the sim city one which was pretty cool we had to uh build a city using sim city and then as like a control and then we had to go through some training or look at some uh resources and then rebuild it again using what we knew to see if it was any more sustainable if the ha- happiness levels were better and uh, yeah, there's quite a lot going on that uh, with that. Oh, wow. Do you want to pipe in, Tim and
4: Yasser? Yeah, so I uh, started off doing the, the diploma. I did the first module, which was the introduction to sustainability, which was great. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of uh, using other people in the, I'm in the Birmingham office. So I was uh, using other people from different disciplines within the Birmingham office, which was really, really good to be able to start sort of that networking process really early on uh, to get an understanding of what sustainability meant to me, as a mechanical engineer, but also to others within, you know, susten- uh, within sustainability, within structures, civils, you know, all those different things, and how it impacts everyone. Um, I, it's sort of slightly on pause at the moment with with COVID, but yep. I think it's going to start ramping up again soon, which I'm really looking forward to and uh, finishing and then graduating. And hopefully, it'll be a normal graduation ceremony. Fingers crossed. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting! Thank- yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I'm going to, I'm not ignoring Yasser. I'm I'm just bearing mind time. I can see your little mute going on on ignoring you. But what we'll do is, I know we said we'd cover off um sustainability. This is a massive part of Kundal's beliefs and everything else. Now, just conscious that we've got a lot to get through with the grads. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I do want to stay with Helen from a recruitment point of view. So if we've got time at the end, we'll go back to the sustainability questions and everything else. Um, if oh, we don't, goodness. there's a massive sustainability part um on the um Kundal hub on grad so as, as a specific page about sustainability so if we don't get time to do that today everybody go on to the hub and and read about it there and um, Helen just sticking with you for one last question and mm-hmm. um, recruitment process obviously you've closed out now for this year and yeah. um, so that everybody's watching make sure you go and follow Kundal. they'll be opening in September 2021 for us 2022 start and it all gets confusing with you (laughs) and so just make sure you go on and follow them and then as soon as they open their opportunities in September you'll get an email and push notification. So Helen I know we're only in January Mm. but if things stay the same with the COVID situation what what does the recruitment process look like um, for for next year?
1: I mean funny enough right now I think we're we're in quite a strong position. Um, Mm. Admittedly obviously as soon as COVID hit I think the same as everybody everybody in the industry it was all a bit of a pause and um, we weren't too sure how much it was going to impact us as an industry so recruitment wise it was sort of reined in a fair bit
5: yeah. um
1: whereas now um we've obviously i think from the back end of last year it's massively ramped up um and I think I mean I've been at Cundle now for about five and a bit years and we've got the most vacancies on our portal now than we've ever had in the time time that I've been here which is refreshing to see and I think you know hopefully fingers crossed if Boris keeps saying that the construction industry is going to remain open then yeah. we shouldn't hopefully see too much of an impact in that um that area you know we're still able to get out to sites there's still the appetite there to, to for the further projects you know we're still bidding for for projects left, right, and centre, and winning new work coming in, so um, you know it's it's really refreshing to see. And fingers crossed, it it remains the, it remains that way going forward
0: yeah fantastic and when just to give the students an idea so they can go onto the the grad cracker hub and find out about your opportunities and then when they click through and apply if they're if they are successful um during the application stage what 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 is the application process is it virtual interviews and things like that
1: yeah so i mean obviously we've had to change our process a lot this year so this is the first time that it's probably the new the new sort of the new approach to the Graduate Assessment Centre so normally um, you'd obviously you'd apply online you'd answer a few um, job screening questions just things about you know there's a lot of focus again on sustainability and um, what it means to you um, and then from there you'd get shortlisted for like an online assessment which you can just do at home it takes about an hour in total there's about well. sort of two different tests that you can do um, and then after that so that's the stage that we're at right now so we're just currently reviewing all the scores um, and then you'll be invited to a virtual a virtual graduate assessment centre. Mm-hmm. Um, previously it used to be very much a, a whole day experience so obviously these guys that's what they went through so um, you know it was quite a long quite a long day we try to make it as enjoyable, enjoyable as possible appreciate you know assessment and enjoyable doesn't really go hand in hand with each other but you know we try and make it so people are still sort of engaged by the end of the day and not <laughs> crying their eyes out. Um, so yeah so the, the virtual one we're sort of splitting it a little bit so where um maybe you'll be online for like a couple of hours, and then depending on how that stage goes, you'll then sort of get invited to a second stage, which will be like your interview and presentation with some of the sort of hiring managers and the partners of the firm so yeah it's 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 very new, I think it's a very much of a learning process for us at the minute and the resourcing team, but it's something that we're we're excited about, and you know we're we're sort of proud to proud to deliver in the next sort of coming weeks, as it were actually yeah
0: definitely thanks Helen. and the um, the guys are going to tell us a little bit more about their. Um, application process and what they went through and they've got some really exciting stories to tell so I shall leave that to Sophie to quiz the graduates a little bit later on. Um, in the webinar and there's a couple of pages before we move on to introducing the grads who have some of them already spoken and um, on the on the hub there's two pages that I really want to highlight um, to the audience that I really like and um, so there's the graduate testimonials there's some really good comments on there from the from the graduates some quite quite funny little snippets as well so make sure you go, go on there and have a look at those and um, and another area is life at Kundal and I think you know I've I mentioned that I've been a grad cracker for quite a while now and life at Kundal and um, is one of the pages where it really good does give you a really good insight. You know, Kundal was one of the first employers to put one of these types of pages together and um, with the blogs and things like that. So definitely go and have a look and um, make sure you do your research, you know, now and towards the beginning of September when Kundal open their opportunities. So thank you guys, thank you very much, Helen. We're going to join you at the My end pleasure. for the interesting facts. <laughs> good. And what we're going to do now is we're going to meet the grads. <laughs> which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. So, Rikea, start with you, my love. Oh. I know. You know this is coming. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shock. <laughs> <laughs> which university did you go to? What did you study? And what is your role at Kundal?
2: Hmm. So, I went to Loughborough University, um, which is the Midlands. And I did electrical and electronic engineering. I did like a, I did an MENG. So, it was integrated. So, it was uh, four years plus... Um, placement year so I did five years altogether yeah. and then after that I joined Kundal in 2018, uh, some September t- uh, 2018, uh, joined as a graduate electrical engineer um, and as of December I'm now an engineer um, and I'm working a six-month uh, rotation in the security team.
0: Fantastic, thank you very much and we're going to find out more about the placement that you did and obviously about your, your current role at um, Kundal a little bit later on so thank you for that introduction. Um, yes, yeah, sir. Same to you, my love. So where did you study, what did you study and what is your current role?
5: So uh, I studied at Manchester University yeah. and I studied electrical and electronic engineering. So it was a, also an image like, like Um Spent a year in, on placements and then I joined Kando last year in 2019 after graduating. Yeah. Okay. And I'm currently working as an electrical, graduate electrical engineer at Kando.
0: Perfect, thank you very much. And Tim, smiley Tim, <laughs> you have well, a different story, haven't you?
4: Yeah, so I, I went to the University of Nottingham. Uh, I spent my four years uh, basically doing like a combined degree. So I initially went in thinking I want to be an architect, came out thinking I do not want to be an architect. But luckily, I did a degree which was, as I say, four years and it had a master's in environmental engineering in with it, which is sort of focusing on mechanical engineering. Um, so that was great for me. And that has now meant that I'm now a graduate mechanical engineer um, in the Birmingham office, which basically means doing sort of heating, ventilation, air conditioning, things like that. Uh, presenting to clients and uh, you know doing computer work doing calculations and and some BIM modelling as well.
0: Fab we're going to find out more about BIM modelling later on <laughs> not missing that trick <laughs> thank you very much everybody um, yeah great introduction great start really looking forward to this Sophie batons over to you. Thank you very much, Carla. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm really
3: looking forward to hearing more about all of your stories. So we're going to dive right in um, and find out what initially attracted you all to Kundal. So, Rakea, you found your role through Gradcracker. And one of the things that attracted you to Kundal was the office spaces and reading some of the other graduate stories. Um, but in particular, what was the kind of main attraction that that, that drove you to apply to Kundal?
2: Hmm. So for Kundal, I think the fact that they, they championed sustainability so much, um, and I think as well you know when it comes to graduating and you're applying to all these different companies sometimes just the application process itself sets the company apart yeah. so say I applied anyway because as you do you apply for every way you can um, it was pretty uh, straightforward I'm pretty sure I don't know if it was you Helen who messaged me or somebody else But there was a point where I wasn't sure I could make the assessment centre because I had an event the night before that I'd organised for the university. Mm -hmm. And they'd been really accommodating. They said, oh, it's fine. Just come in half an hour late. We'll sort out assessments assessment so you can do a task later. And I was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I went in and I've been to assessment as before. And it was so well planned and so well organised. The people were so lovely. And it was just really welcoming, which is like it goes a long way, I think. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I wasn't sure if I wanted to apply. And Steve Steve Maddox, who's a partner in the Manchester office, was my interviewer that day, and he said, "Well, come down, come down to our office in Manchester. We'll see see what you like." Um, and they had pictures of the offices online anyway, so already I was like, "Okay, it's probably going to be quite a nice." well you have this big conception of offices being stuffy and boring and there's no light but having seen Kundal online you think okay they they know a bit about office buildings yeah. I went in and the colour scheme was amazing this sounds really geeky the colour scheme was amazing <laughs> and the furniture <laughs> wow <laughs> um, but yeah and then the people we talked I talked to all there because um, Steve like organized for me to talk to all like previous grads who were there and they were so lovely and welcoming and mm-hmm. yeah I think that's probably the people that attracted me the most That's
3: brilliant. No, that's great. And I think that's a really good point about how important um, the the recruitment process can be for a graduate when they're going through it to choose their employer. Um, And like you said, you know, most graduates will be applying to a number of different firms and, you know, to have that really positive experience will set an employer apart. So well done, (laughs) Kundal. Come on to resourcing. <laughs> um, so, Yasser, over to you. Your attraction was more due to the fact that you really wanted to work in the building services industry. Um, could you tell me about what projects attracted you and what made you choose Kundal over maybe other um, companies that operate in the sector?
5: So, um, when I had a look at the projects on Gradcracker, and sorry on the Kendo website I was really interested in the project in the healthcare sector because it was very interesting to see how Kendo designed buildings for actual people to use and to benefit society so that was really interesting particularly the Hong Kong Children's Hospital which was just great design Mm -hmm. and um and it was just very interesting to see how things I learned in a university could be applied to real people to use in real life and Something that attracted me at Condor was was really the fact that we did not take any project within unsustainable industries, such as oil and gas and other things. And to me, that was really important because at university, I was really interested in uh, sustainable engineering. Mm -hmm. So that was the the two main things.
3: Fantastic. That's great. Um, And finally, Tim, you... um moved your focus as we heard from architecture to the engineering side of things so can you tell us a little bit more about why you did that and then why Kundal was the employer for you?
4: Sure so I mean I moved from architecture to engineering because a I, I enjoyed it a lot more at university so it was uh, sort of a lot less stressful which is which is always good uh, but also there's a lot uh, less um or there's a lot more of an impact that you can make with the engineering side of, of building uh, mm-hmm. services and I felt, found that that's really where Kundal had it sort of its peak, was that it put that environmental ethos in really early stages of projects, so within arch- architecture stage so zero to seven, stage so sort of zero to about two, you're going to make 90 percent of the carbon impact, after that's probably about 10 percent and you're going to do most of the work. So I really like that Kundal got in really early to projects to make, you know, to, to make, a, make good of that carbon incentive Uh, And I also really liked that, um, specifically for the Birmingham office, so it's about 100-ish people, which was a really nice number for me. It's nice and settling that you can know everyone, you can talk to everyone, feel comfortable, but you're not in a tiny little team stuck away in an office and, you know, dealing with five people day to day. You're dealing with, you know, 50 people day to day. Mm -hmm. um, And it feels more like a family rather than like a, a giant sort of mega corporation where you're sort of one cog in a machine.
3: Yeah. No, that's really important. I think um, it can be when you look at organisations like Kundal from the outside and you see these incredible projects and, you know, what a, a big organisation Kundal is. Um, and it can be quite scary, can't it? But, you know, that sort of experience <laughs> of, you know, hearing from people like yourself, Tim, that, you know, when you're actually there, it is like a family. And that's what everybody really is looking for, isn't it? So important. Fab. OK, so... Um, Moving on to your roles at Kundal. So, Rikea, back to you. You work within building services and more specifically the security
2: team. But what does does that really mean? Okay, So, so I worked in building services from 2018 to December. No, I think September just gone. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm in the six month rotation with security. So, it's a different team, but uh, also a subset. At the same time, it's a specialism. Um, so the way building services works, especially um, in the off in Manchester office, I don't know if it's I think it's different in London. Um, we get all get given jobs, and there's uh, electrical, mechanical, and public health sectors of the same project. So I would be on the electrical team with my senior engineers and my principal engineers, and we would go through from start from stage uh, one to five, perhaps and design the electrical side of a building from ground up. So, you know, um, that includes containment for cables, the lighting design sometimes, which is quite fun. Um, There was also fire designs as well. Um, power design, so you where where sockets go, make sure that everything can be um, powered by a substation or a generator or whatever, and that's basically what building services is. So it's like, so what I say to people when they say what do you do, I say, well, if 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 architects make it look nice, uh, we make it work, mm-hmm. and then
0: yeah. smiling away that, <laughs> yeah. I like, that was going to be me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but then security itself. So, security is also a subset of electrical billing services. So, I did a bit of that when I was in billing services. But now that I'm in security specifically, like Helen was saying, we do a lot of jobs for data centers, and security is pretty important at data centers. It's crazy secure to go into those places. So, right now, I'm working a lot on BIM stuff. um I don't know if Tim's going to talk about it later or something, but like Revit, AutoCAD, looking at door types of doors and security wiring and paneling and it's quite good, but I'm I'm am I'm supporting a senior engineer basically in the design. Mm. But yeah, it's interesting. Great stuff. Um
3: I think we're gonna get, um, hear more about the data center work now as well as when I speak yesterday, but I am just gonna come back to you and say what is BIM because I think a lot of people on the webinar might not be completely familiar with that. And it is something that we're going to touch upon. But if you just give us an overview now, then Rakea, then that's
2: kind of what Yeah, so, so BIM, these is a buzzword, I can't remember off the top of my head. BIM, BIM stands for Building Information Modelling. Yeah. So it's basically, um, you basically build a building virtually, including all the cabling, everything like that using a software called Revit for example which is a 3D software Mm -hmm. and you can slice each floor so you can get 2D views and then all of it together builds in a central model Mm -hmm. so yeah it's basically modeling a building.
3: Great stuff thank you so now (laughs) we've got that covered if it comes up again everyone should have some idea of what it is. (laughs) Um, So Yasser I'm going to come to you next Um, so you are part of the critical systems team and a large part of your role is working on designing the data centers, from what I understand. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because we've heard, you know, Helen's mentioned it, has mentioned it. You know, what What does your role involve and what is the critical systems team overall?
5: So um, our role is quite, my role is quite similar to Rikeya's in the sense that I'm also electrical engineer and mm-hmm. we'll do building services, but for critical systems. Yep. So critical systems uh, refers to mission critical systems, which is, the most important part of a business for it to function. So for example, uh, Helen mentioned Facebook earlier, that would be data centers because they need the server infrastructure to run 24-7 to yeah. hold all that information. So we look at that and we design it, electrically, we design the power distribution to those server racks mm-hmm. and also the, the cooling within the building because the server racks can get really, really hot. Mm-hmm. So me- the mechanical engineers will will design that and electrical engineers need to provide power to all that equipment. Yeah um so part of my role at Kondo has been really to support more senior engineers in making those designs yes. like uh Rukaya said electrically we get involved in lighting um fire alarm and small power and also but but also the whole distribution system from the t- from the um, generators and the um, grid transformers all the way down to the sockets in each data holder in the kitchen and all, all those things so we need to <laughs> we need to look at each level of the system and step down the voltages and basically make sure everything works. <laughs>
3: it's quite, quite complex from the sound <laughs> of things <laughs> um, and have you been in the, the same team since you joined in 2019?
5: I haven't so I've also did done a rotation for a few months I think three months in the security team mm-hmm. but similarly I was also looking at data centers in the security right. team because it's a, security is quite important in data centers. And in in the security team, I was looking at uh, video surveillance. So making, placing cameras and doing calculations for cam, uh, camera lenses. And in there, you need to think about where you need to put your camera and what you want it to do, whether you want to identify someone or just know whether someone has been injured in a room, things wow. like that. Yeah. And you have to look at access control and in the security team, we also do work not only on data centers, in offices and banks and look at the security system for banks so I did three months in the security team and then went back to critical systems because I love it so much
3: (laughs) great (laughs) well that sounds like you know in the first year or so of being at Kundal you've had some amazing experiences so far um right Tim back to you so as a mechanical engineer um can you tell us a little bit more about your current role at Kundal
4: yeah absolutely so i've been working sort of since i joined uh, just over a year ago in lots of different sectors so i've been within one team sort of managed and being able to sort of uh, ask you know senior engineers within my team questions about these different things but i've been working in uh, sort of educational buildings so it's building a new uh, institute uh, secondary school of innovative uh, design methods uh, working on residential schemes, so working on, uh, you know, apartment blocks and trying to get, get those serviced all, all uh, correctly. We're working on net zero carbon office buildings, so, you know, really big scale um, uh, sort of skyscrapers and trying to make sure that they have really, really low carbon gains. Working, you know, sort of with architects, with structural engineers, sometimes internal, sometimes external. Um, and I've been, uh, you know, sort of flipping between those different sectors, which is one of the things i really loved about Kundal, is that they're not just one sector based, yeah. is that you know, you can dip into those different things that take your interest, which, you know, if you're interested in something, you're going to be that much more passionate and that much more sort of in- interested and uh, involved in the decision making yeah. process. Um, and the, the role that I play at the moment. So I've been sort of starting maybe with my first six months. I sort of started helping other engineers do their calculations, do the design decisions, asking loads of questions, as you should do. Um, and then so I've then used that understanding that I gained over those sort of you know six months, a year. And now I'm sort of, sort of starting to design my own systems completely from scratch, using those methods that I've learned and things that I've learned at university that were really useful uh, to actually, you know, design things more independently and then just get them checked by other people. So it's been been really a really nice sort of learning curve. Yeah, yeah. Quite
3: a, quite a lot of experience as well already in your first year or so.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah, thanks so much for that, guys. It was great to hear, you know, what you're currently doing. Um, we're gonna go back in time a little bit now. Um, as all of you, as part of your studies, um, did some sort of placement or work experience, but not actually with Kundal, which is quite interesting. So you all worked in um, different sectors before joining Kundal. So, for example, Tim, you did your placement in architecture, rakea in a multidisciplinary engineering company, which is incredibly difficult to say, okay. um, and Yasser, um, you worked in automotive. Um, so what I kind of really want to know is why did you then choose to kind of move out of those sectors and then into building services and, and, and working within Kundal? So, rakea starting with you.
2: Yeah, so this is going to be, I don't know it'll be the, the kind of answer you're looking for, but... So for me, I work for ground transport. So I was working at a place called Talis in London. Um, London's an amazing place to live, by the way. Um, didn't know that until I moved there for a year. <laughs> so that, I think that's the main thing about placement. It's nice to get out about, away from your hometown, away from your you, university town. That's a really important part of placement, I think. Yeah. Um I, I worked in the ground transport. So we were contractors for the London Underground. I think it was communications and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as most places, the people were lovely, but I think the boring the work was quite boring for me, uh, only because it wasn't very technical, a um, lot of spreadsheets and things like that. Mm-hmm. So when I came back from uni to uni after that placement, I was like, I want to make sure I get somewhere that's technical. Yeah. And looking at building services, especially like uh, like condor, people get stuck in. Like I've already managed some projects in my fir- like in my first year, I was I was like designing projects which I had never done in a whole year of working at, this other place mm-hmm. um so I think my motivation was finding somewhere where you could do technical things and really get stuck in yeah and building services allowed that great stuff um so Yasser to you next um what
3: made you move outside of um working in automotive to move into building services and working
5: with Kundal? so um I did my I did not in the automotive industry in uh, a sort of company that manufactures parts for the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. So that was at a time where um, the market was shifting to um, fuel, so gas um, vehicles into electric vehicles, mm-hmm. but it did not really feel like it was a stable industry and would fit into my future career plans. Mm-hmm. So it didn't. I didn't really see it that way. So when I've heard about Candle and heard about the building services, it's because I did not actually know about building mm-hmm. services. too early in my (laughs) career um I then I I did feel like um something that I could see myself doing for a long time because we're always going to need buildings and build things so that was the that was one one of the things that attracted me to the construction industry the other things was that the London office looked really nice so
3: fantastic it's an interesting thought that isn't it that you know you you kind of looked really far ahead as to know what is going to be a really sustainable career of of, you know what do we all are we always going to need and yeah buildings they're always going to be there so um, it's an interesting way to look at it um and finally tim why uh, we've kind of heard that you've moved outside of um architecture was there a particular reason that kind of struck it off apart from that you just found the engineering side of things a bit more more interesting
4: (laughs) Yeah, so so I did um, my placement. Uh, it wasn't in the university course, but it was in, you know, somewhere in between them. Right. Uh, yeah. In, in like a small little architecture firm in Shropshire, which I, I enjoyed, but it was it was just the three of us and a dog sometimes. <laughs> um and uh it was really fun it was really great being able to you know talk to contractors and sort of make those design decisions but i felt that the the impact that i was making on these buildings it was relatively small it was sort of you know small design details which which obviously you know it's great it makes the building not leak and things but um I, I sort of wanted to have more of an impact sort of globally at that, at that sort of scale and i felt that cundal you know could really give that to me within the building service sector um I also felt that uh, I guess working in a really, really small team is very uh, personal, but also it's uh, less flexible with sort of workload. So if there's a lot of workload, if there's only three of you to share it with, then that, those three of you are gonna be working a lot. Or if yeah. there's none, then invert inverses and it goes down to like nothing. Whereas working in a medium-sized sort of uh, consultancy like Kundal where, you know, they have offices to share the, share things around internationally or nationally. Uh, it really means that, you know, you're going to get a, a more um, consistent workload over time, which sounds sort of a bit technical and something you, I, I certainly didn't think of at university level, but yeah. something that affects the day to day working of your life. So yeah. it makes a big impact going forward. If you have really high workloads and really low workloads, that's yeah. you know going to uh, put pressure on that work-life balance. So uh, Kundal can kind of solve that one.
3: <laughs> Great stuff. Um, looks like we lost Rakea there for a second, but she's back. So that's great. Sorry, good old Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, OK, well, that's really interesting as well, Tim. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to now move on to the journey to Kundal. So I'm going to stay with you, Tim, on this one, um, and we're going to talk more about the recruitment process that you all went through. Um, now, I know as part of the interview process for yourself, Tim, you um, had to do some team puzzles. So can you tell us a little bit more about those?
4: You did. Uh, so, yeah, so it's basically obviously um, in an interview centre, which was in the London office at, at the time, and it was with people that i would never met. Uh, before, but it was sort of similar level to me and similar interests, so that was, that was good. Uh, But the puzzles consisted of uh, things, I remember one of them, which was uh, everybody was given like a set of cards. And uh, I seem to remember, it was a while ago now, but I seem to remember that they had um, sort of like numbers on and they had to add up to a certain amount or your resourcing of time had to add up to a certain amount. So then you got your resourcing correct within the group. And you had to swap like a card at a time with people that you'd never met before. Uh, mm-hmm. Which was a great sort of icebreaker exercise, but also you know you're being watched, so obviously you're trying to uh, make sure that you do it effectively and calmly and professionally. Um, so I, I found that really fun. I think in the end we got it pretty close to working out exactly, but not not perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously that seemed to be enough. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, they're watch- They're not just watching to see whether you can complete a task, are they? You know, you, you know, they want to see how you work together. That's mm-hmm. that. You know, a lot of a lot of the assessment process. Correct me if I'm wrong, Helen. You'll be you know seeing how. Um, the grads interact with one another and how they come to decisions, rather than getting it absolutely 100% perfect on the on the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, massively so. I mean, I think that's that's the main aim. I think of that of the game, obviously that that Tim's referring to. There, it's not necessarily... I mean, yes, okay, they get an extra bonus point if they manage to make it to the end, but it's it's not um, it's not the the whole purpose of the of the of the exercise. But um, that is actually one thing that we've changed this year because obviously we don't have the cards this year, so we've we've got a slightly slightly different interactive game this year so it should be interesting to see and I'm also over the moon about because the amount of times out that we lost those cards. <laughs> <laughs> Frantically searching in the morning. Didn't work out. You're like oh god. <laughs> Great
0: um,
3: also Tim during the day you had to give a presentation on your dissertation um, so what did you do your dissertation on and how did you prepare for that presentation?
4: Yeah, so luckily I'd done my dissertation sort of the year before I finished because my last year was architecture and the penultimate year was my kind of final engineering year. So I I had that all sort of ready to go, which which was nice. Um, And so I did my dissertation on a a sanded office sort of floor in Nottingham and how to design a photovoltaic backed louvre system to ensure that the daylighting through the uh, floor plate would be at its optimum based on glare and based on, you know, having too much light, too little light, that sort of thing, but also in terms of energy generation. So it was quite specific to Nottingham, but obviously you could change some some parameters and it would uh, be able to move around the world. Um, So I gave uh, my presentation at the time to, uh, I think it was a couple of it was I think a project engineer, and it might might have been an associate, Um, and uh, I uh, basically prepared a uh, Petra Kutcher style presentation. So it kind of flicked over every 20 seconds or however long it was so it made sure that I was keeping on time and I prepared that beforehand I know that um that, that some people like sort of ad lib but I wanted to know what I was going to say when so I didn't have any notes or anything to go off which which I think um stood out well mm-hmm. uh, and also to prepare that I uh made And this is based on my architecture sort of um, understanding of how things work. I made some handouts so then people could flick through things, look at different diagrams, look at different representations as I was going through it. So if what I was saying was boring, I don't think it was, but if it was, (laughs) then they could have a little look in the in the booklet. And also, you know, that was another factor that I felt sort of brought what I was saying to, to the next level.
3: Yeah. Great stuff. No, it sounds like there's some good tips there for any students that are going to be going through that that process of having to do presentations at assessment centres. You know, making sure you're prepared, making sure that you do have some handouts, practice, practice, practice. Um, so that's great. Thank you very much for that, Tim.
5: No
3: um, so, Rakea, I'm coming over to you now because um, you had to take some, undertake some sort of problem solving exercises during the interview process. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Mm.
2: See, the problem solving the ones themselves i couldn't quite i'm pretty sure what we did was we had a it kind of tied into um, observational skills so we got a set of a naught drawings pretty big ones and it was uh, like a whole site um and it had things such as um you know substations on there different equipment different of equipment and we had to go through each uh, sheet and each layer was a different um thing that it was showing and basically point out where we think things were wrong mm-hmm. so um things like well you can't have a substation on the railway track that's a bit strange yeah. so you like circle it um it was many things like that i think problem solving a but i can't remember i don't know if helen you could help with that or is that cheating <laughs> no, yeah I mean so I know that I know the one that you're talking
1: about because I, I, we used to be quite cruel and set that one at the beginning of the day and just used to I sort of yeah, I dread I think mm-hmm. <laughs> when, yeah, them, when everyone thought because yeah it was you know we like to keep on your toes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah that that was very much a case that we used that mainly as a base to just try and identify I guess people's current level of understanding when it comes to building services because we appreciate it's not necessarily something that you're geared towards at university but it's just so that we can get that grounded as to know you know if you even if it's like looking at the right sort of points you know even if it's not a hundred percent but you know your mindset is there and you obviously you, you're able to recognize where you're sort of identifying where there where there may be issues on the on the problems but mm. that and i think mixed with a bit of an information management exercise that we did later on where you have to extract bits and pieces of information for yeah so, um they're probably the probably the key ones i guess from the problem solving side of things
5: great
1: stuff um Good. So I'm going to finally shoot over to Yasser whilst we're looking
3: at the interview process. Because um, obviously we've heard about some of the actual logistics of the day, you know, some of the, the, the things that you might be tasked with. But looking back, do you have any hints for students that are thinking that they're going to be going through this process in the next few weeks? And what would you say to to past Yasser? <laughs> uh,
5: well, actually I'm going to go back to the assessment center and that the task team was talking about, which was, um, a collaborative task, essentially. And on the day, you might feel like you have to be the most dominant person in the room and just get your team, because it was actually a teamwork and you have to get your team to uh, complete the task. But I don't think that's really the case at Kendo because one of our core value is collaboration. So my hint would be to focus on your ability to work well and respectfully with others, actually. And actually about that, there's a new video on the Grad Corker page and that was made about end of last year, I think. Yeah. yeah, and I recommend people go look at it because it talks about our core values there and those are things we adhere to or try to adhere to day to day within Kondo.
3: Fantastic. Now that's something I was just gonna say before you went on to say that, I was like, you know, if make sure you do check out a company's core values because they can come in really handy when you are looking at um, going through the recruitment process. And it's obvious that, that stood out to you during the, during the process as well. Yes, so, so thank you very much for that. Um, I am going to skip over a question here because I'm just really concerned about time. And There's just something that I want to um, get ask you guys before I hand back to Carla and Helen for the kind of last part of the webinar. Um, but we've heard some amazing things from you guys about what you've been doing. I can't believe how quickly the time's gone today. It just has absolutely flown past. Um, so we've heard about what initially attracted you, your roles within the business. Um, but I think it'd be great to hear how you put these things into action. So um, if you could all give me an example of, you know, one of the highlights over the last few years, what's your favourite project or your favourite experience? Um, so, rakaya, I'm going to start with you again.
2: Yeah, so my favourite, favourite project of all time, which still hasn't come to fruition because of COVID, uh, <laughs> is a place in Manchester called Printworks, which is like a, they call it an arcade, but it's an indoor centre where they have cobble streets and they've got bars and mini golf, they've got a cinema, all sorts of things. And because and, I grew up here, I remember going to Printworks when I was like 10 and seeing Ice Age um maybe I was younger than that um so it's something I've grown up with and then being told I was being put on it and this is also the project that my principal engineer who's my mentor he said well you just go ahead just go ham uh, do the design yourself and i'll check back with me whenever you've got a problem and obviously i'll go through it and make sure it's all correct mm-hmm. but it was just great having free lease with something that already like meant something to me because it's, it's quite nostalgic mm-hmm. um so yeah that's probably my favorite project is because it, it was a pretty cool one as well where they're replacing the whole ceiling with an, a massive led screen oh, wow. supposed to be a lot of load calcs and things like that sadly it's not happened because of covid but hopefully next year
3: yeah in the future mm-hmm. when things go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant and Yasser over to you what was your what's your kind of highlight been over the last few years?
5: Um, so over the last year so when I joined initially I would join within uh, the critical systems teams and I was working on data centers so I was working on this data center in Denmark and I was supporting the engineer in doing lighting calculations mm-hmm. and which was very interesting because I had never thought you need to do calculations for lighting and think about how how that actually impacts the room but uh, that was actually a really good project because I learned a lot from that and my manager at the time actually took the time to took some time to explain to me the process of doing calculation and talk to me through the different regulations and guides and that was actually actually really appreciated that because people don't always get time and I remember at previous placements, I didn't actually, I sometimes was just left out to my own devices. That wasn't great. Um, And then when I had my rotation later in the year within the security team, I got to work on the same building again. So that was really strange because and you already knew the building normally when you get a project you don't really know the building so you have to get familiar with the different rooms and how it works and i was doing the video surveillance within that building that was really interesting because i already knew it but then it got me thinking about how different disciplines within Condor collaborate with each other and yeah that was that was one of my favorite projects basically.
3: brilliant and um, finally tim over to you what's your favorite project or, or highlight Ben?
4: So I think that uh, recently, um, I, I, as I said before, uh, we've been sort of working on net zero carbon buildings and especially office buildings. And one of the most important things within that is a really early stage in the process that you define sort of what systems are going to go in and what impacts that will have on with, within different people in the design process, architects, engineers, all those sort of people. And uh, to be able to communicate that really quickly, um, I sort of developed a bit of a design tool to be able to produce ske- uh, sections really quickly without having to actually sketch anything, but sort of click layers on and off to, to represent the, the system that you want to put in. And then they can be added then into presentations really quickly. So you can talk to an architect and say, you know, if this is a clear soffit, then is that part of your architectural scheme? Do you want that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's had a real big impact on this project. And then it's also sort of uh, been forward and disseminated through the rest of the, uh, the company with uh, what's called the Kundal Excellence Award. Um, so I won my category in that, which was the digital engineering uh, award. Um, but now it's going to be used, you know, internationally uh, for sections and office buildings and, and the early stage sort of design process. So that, you know, is something which I found from a project that I'd done and was important to me, and I've, you know, given it off to the rest of Candle, and that's important to them too, which is great.
3: That's brilliant. What well, a great achievement. Well done, Tim. Yeah,
0: well done. <laughs>
3: Um, brilliant well it has been an absolute pleasure hearing from you guys today and um, I've really enjoyed hearing about all of your journeys and, and what you've been up to and um, just the type of things that you can do at Kundal some of the things that I maybe wouldn't have really understood that were involved in in, in that process so um, I'm going to hand back to Carla now
0: thank you thanks very much guys it's been really insightful and um, yeah it's funny <laughs> webinar which is the key to these webinars and um, so what I would like to do is finish off with the graduates um, and and Helen of course to ask about the key facts about Kundal that the outside world might not know so <laughs> Helen's, Helen's been frantically on the phone to all the colleagues who say what's
1: oh, really exciting about Kundal? <laughs> it's, it's pressure man trying to think of a trying to think of something, <laughs> I think of something as well that's like corporally acceptable as well or not just <laughs> oh god I can't believe you said Actually, that I'm not gonna get done for <laughs> yeah. um, right I'm
0: gonna st- I'm gonna start with you Helen what is the key fact what is it
1: exciting about Kundle? Uh, Well maybe not necessarily exciting but I guess one that may- maybe people might not be aware of is it's kind of harking back to that sort of family feel mm-hmm. um, about the organization is a lot of our offices in the UK and internationally have commenced because they've all basically been um organically grown as it were so you know individuals if it's like associate associate director partner level if say they've might be relocated back home or maybe they're just actually moving to a different part of the world um a lot of our offices have kind of been created that way so say somebody's been based in the uk but they're actually from brisbane australia so they've mm-hmm. actually flown over and said look i want to return home i want to make a go of it can you will you support me and the you know the idea behind that is like yes if you can win the work you can bring in the projects more than happy so that's basically how all our officers well majority of our officers have grown so it's not oh,
3: wow. you know
1: which is quite a nice it's quite a nice way it's, it's nice to know that they're, they're open to that sort of consideration you know it's very much a case of look if you can go and you think the work's there then by all means we've got no hesitation to go for it you know so that's that's how pretty much all our officers have, have, have commenced that's wow. my fun and cool fact. There you go. Oh, I like That's that. Good one. <laughs> you also have fruit delivery days at the Newcastle, Newcastle office. Off. Well, not just Newcastle. So um, most, I think, pretty much all our offices, we all get, um we all get fruit baskets. So yeah, you get free fruit, which I think is pretty Well, I quite like it. I mean, so yes, yeah, so you get a mixture of, like bananas, apples, oranges. Depends on the season, you know. They'll chop and change. <laughs> A bit of raspberries. <laughs> yeah. if it's in the summertime and they're in season you know happy days skipping around the office when they've got a couple of raspberries and blueberries around, so. <laughs> thanks helen Hey no
2: um,
0: okay, hey yeah, let's go on
2: to you what's your key fact so my, my housemate's from also from Cundle, so he's like heckling me from behind saying what good <laughs> facts i could say but you told me a lie so i'm not going to say it now <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fact I have is that we have a ping pong table. hmm mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure London have a uh I don't know if you have a ping pong table anymore, do you? I'm sure there's a foosball table in some like pinball machines.
5: Uh, there's a foosball table in a pinball machine. The ping pong table went yeah. downstairs.
2: Yeah. Oh that's just and got- there's also a snooker table. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Venom's got a pool table. And then another one about Manchester specifically. It was their 15th anniversary uh, a year before I joined, so I just missed it. But to celebrate, they went out. um, What's the four-wheel drive and you go out on mud? Quad biking. um, And they went pigeon shooting as well. Clay pigeon shooting.
0: It's how you sell it into. What's that four wheel dra- quad biking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just I mean, like, just be known now. Then, so your housemate. Did you both meet at Clundal and then decide to? bunk up
2: together yeah yeah so we started at the same time 20 september 2018 and but all so all the grads none of us are grads anymore just Mm -hmm. last month but like we're all really good friends we all go drinking together and all sort of stuff and then we went to lisbon just before covid happened all together yeah and he moved out of his flat in july last july and he was like i'm looking for a third person i was like go on then (laughs) <laughs> no, we're on top of each other all the time
0: <laughs> cool thanks very much Yes, sir. entertainers
5: so um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know how interesting it is but um one of the London partners is actually a former paintball champion and he is <laughs> <laughs> and also yeah that that was my fun my key fact
0: <laughs> Paintball isn't you know when you go around paint- shooting people yeah. with paint?
5: That, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. It's not well, all, all about the engineering kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> paintball
1: champion Mint. <laughs>
0: Tim, let's let's just bring some normality.
4: <laughs> a normal
0: note for this webinar.
4: So I, I think that's my last fact is that Candle uh, recently won an award of the industry influencer of the year, um, and I, I think that it's something that we really kind of lived through. I know that um, like uh, a lot of uh, locations and offices re- around around the world set up like quizzes, set up webinars for other engineers and for other people in, in the building uh, industry, but also even down to a small scale, like a project that I've been working on recently, that residential one that I was talking about, yeah. uh, all the design team, like contractors, different engineers, the project manager, we all did a murder mystery night, obviously digital, oh. but like, you know, it was, uh, we, we organized that and we, you know, we uh, were able to um, network and actually talk to people on a, on a, just a personal level rather yeah. than uh, at work. And I think that Kundal's influence stretches more than just engineering and just more than just, you know, all the different things that we do as a discipline. It's more of an ethos about how we work and about how, you know, we, you know, don't take ourselves as seriously as other engineers do sometimes. You know, we're we're not there just to do the engineering, we're there to have fun and we're there to make the, the design process as enjoyable and as beneficial as it can be to everyone.
0: I think that's really come across, Tim, you know, with all your individual um, personalities and things like that in this webinar, I think it has really come across that. I'm not going to take your point here, Helen and Hub, um, but, you know, it's it's such a friendly environment, you know, you, you're getting together after work, you're living together and everything else. At the end of the day, you all seem quite like a friendly bunch as well and friends with each other and um, inside and outside of work, so that's, that's a brilliant fact, Tim, thank you very much. and um, Helen, we're going to finish with you, so... Obviously we've spoken to the the grads, ex-grads, um, about their you know their, their lives through kundal. Um what would you say makes a kundal person? Is there an attribute you think actually, yeah, we've all got this in common, apart from all being mental?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's high up there, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go for gin straight after
1: this. <laughs> no, I think it's it's. I guess it's you know bits and pieces that, that Tim has touched on as well. But it's you know it's the passion. It, you know it's the passion for yeah. everything that they that that you know this is what they do on a day to day basis. I mean, I appreciate you know life isn't all about work but I think when you've got that passion behind the the job that you do and the, the love you know the in the development I guess and what you can bring to that role and the difference that you can make and the change you can make especially in the built environment I think goes a long way you know yeah. so it's it's one of the key bits that obviously we look for whenever we do the graduate assessment centre you know so as, as much as you've obviously got like your communication skills teamwork and um, problem solving skills things like that it's it's an individual sort of thirst for knowledge and development and, and that passion ultimately that we that we look for and I think it's something that is probably sort of core throughout staff at kundal You know, they are passionate about what they do. They are here because they believe in what they're in what they're doing on a daily basis. You know, they they want to make a difference, and that's why they're here.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think that's really come across as well. So yeah, thank you everybody for joining us today. I've really enjoyed the webinar. It's been a laugh a minute, which is, which is what it's all about as well. And um, don't forget, everybody. Hannah's section um, on the Career Centre, go back and have a look um, at that. We've got the ebook on there, and Hannah's updating and adding blogs nearly every single week with, with really good hints and tips and advice from all of the employers. Um, so definitely worth a look at that section. Um, follow Kundal. So go back, watch the webinar again, make sure you follow them. They're opening up in September. Um, so you know, make sure you're going to get that alert in the email as well. So when they do open their applications. Um, next week, I am actually having a lie down um, and <laughs> taking a break. And I need it, guys. I need it. <laughs> you not stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, the, the normal Sophie and the normal Jessica um, will be joined by Cern, which is Sophie's client. Cern, Very exciting. Sophie, go for it. Who is Cern? Who's in the meeting? And what's in store? Yeah, thank you, Carla.
3: I'm really, really excited for next week, although this week is going to be hard to top. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm so excited to welcome CERN next week to the Grad Cracker webinars. Um, They are the world's leading particle physics research organization using the most advanced experiments to understand the fundamental structure of our universe. Um, So we're going to be joined um, by a range of people from CERN, including some students and graduates, as well as a senior engineer, who was actually part of the team that discovered the Higgs boson. Um, so it should be an absolutely fascinating hour so I'm really excited so make sure you register for that webinar on Grad Cracker and me and Jess will see you next week for that
0: Tim's little Tim you're nodding along I
4: think you're going to join that I was He's like, like, yeah I'll come oh, I like, <laughs> well yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I
0: the word that's so insane and Tim and all the grads like <laughs> 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 I'm going to log on next week, Sophie, so I can completely understand all those words. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, thanks very much, guys. I will be um, behind the scenes. Sophie, will see you next week, and I shall see you the week after next. So, thanks, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, take care, everybody who's watching, and we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye. 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 Bye.